0: Bye. internet, I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And
1: I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy.
0: And you're listening to Schmanner's.
1: It's extraordinary etiquette. For
0: ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How are you?
1: I think I'm fine. Yeah, getting by.
0: (laughs) Getting by, getting by.
1: Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing for me is it's that time of year again. Mm. Allergy season.
0: Oh, okay. I thought you were going to (laughs) say, like, you know, the days. We're just counting the days until it's warm or whatever. I don't know. With our jobs, I was thinking about this. Because like seasons mean nothing to me other than the weather changing. I work from home.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't get summer breaks. I don't get spring break. Teachers are so lucky. They have it so oh easy. Oh my god, don't you even. No, of course. Don't I'm, even of course I'm kidding. Of course I'm this. kidding. Of course I'm kidding. But it would be nice. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there is that thing of just like the one thing is like I know what day it is based on what we're recording. Okay. But uh, there are often days where someone's like, what are you doing this weekend? And I'm like, well, what is today? And then I can (laughs) tell you. And we were just, this week we're talking about retirement parties. Yes, we are. And before we started, we were talking about for your dad's second retirement.
1: Yes, because he retired when I was in middle school from the Air Force. Mm -hmm. And then he got a civilian job because he had to continue to make money to feed your
0: children. Well, we'll talk about that too in a second, but... (laughs)
1: Uh, And so he retired again from his civilian job.
0: And we gave him a very nice clock. Like one of the, it's a mantle thing, which is yeah. a very traditional, that and like watches and stuff, is like a very traditional thing, which you pointed out, and I never really thought about it. it's weird to be like, hey, now that you don't have anywhere to be, or anything to do, <laughs> make sure you know what time it is. <laughs> yeah,
1: here's this very fancy timepiece to tell you about what you used to do, is that see, it? See, I
0: thought you were going to say, it's kind of cruel because you're like, think of all the time you lost to our <laughs> Won't get that back. Here's a clock. I don't know if I've seen that clock. What did he do with it? He probably burned it.
1: <laughs> it was one of those ones that uh, has like a glass case on it. And it
0: I think it's called it, like a retirement clock or an anniversary it, clock. It has like the like three the balls things. on the bottom. And it's like, yeah, I think it's called like an anniversary clock.
1: My mom also retired recently. Um just like last year, right? Yeah. But once
0: again, I think it was more of like a second. So it was a she... second
1: retirement because her first career was as a, a nurse um, where she was uh, what is it? a neonatal.
0: She was like a NICU.
1: A NICU nurse. Yeah. So uh, she retired-ish from that. Although I do believe for a while she was keeping her RN, uh, which you can do by continuing education and, and yeah. taking the the tests and stuff like well, that. Well just
0: once again, nurses have it so easy. Oh my God,
1: don't even start. And then she was a substitute teacher for a while and then retired from that because teaching is hard.
0: Well I think the thing about retirement parties that's interesting now is I think they're probably a lot fewer and far far betweener because it used to be so easy to retire. And I think that we see more and more these days of like, yeah, you retired from your like your main job that you did, you know, nine to five for like 45 years or whatever. But you do need to get another job as like a cashier at a supermarket or whatever, because you still have to like pay bills and it still costs money to do things. Can I
1: tell you, it has never been easy to retire? What? So uh, let's define it first. Okay. It's the practice of leaving one's job or ceasing to work after reaching a certain age. Okay. Um, you know, people have always done this because eventually you cannot move your body enough to work. Okay. Um, whether it's from old age or disease or sickness or what whatever it is, right? Eventually you cannot physically work anymore.
0: And it's time to get uploaded to the Matrix.
1: Um, but Starting back in the Roman Empire, the nation states would provide pensions to those who had served in the military, right? Which makes sense because military service, especially back then, was very physical, right? And at some point, you are not capable of continuing your military career. Um, And the idea was they had served their, their country, and so they received a pension.
0: Wow, can you imagine? If we just like took care of the people who did the job we don't want to do and like served their country and then after they were done working for the country the country was like now let us work for you. Mm. Can you imagine?
1: Can you imagine? Um but other than that like retiring wasn't really something that people did, right? Especially the working class. Now they're they're in the upper crusts, right, of society. There was a time where you transferred your assets maybe before you died. Um, but other than that, like, if you asked a medieval peasant about retirement, yeah, they would well, be like, what?
0: Yeah, they'd burn you with the say for, for witchcraft.
1: Exactly, because you work on the farm every day and, until you don't because you're dead. Yeah. So until the 18th century, people didn't really start talking about retirement as an idea And it wasn't even government policy anywhere until the 19th century. And so there was someone in government who introduced the idea, Otto von Bismarck. Oh,
0: wait, I've heard about him.
1: He was a conservative minister president of Prussia, and he presented this as kind of a radical idea at the time
0: like radical.
1: I mean, kind of. Oh. He he proposed that the government should run a financial support program for older members of society. Um which is a little bit like social security these days, right? Yeah. But social security, first of all, don't get me started because that is your money, right? You in social security you you contribute from your paycheck.
0: Yeah, you're investing in your retirement.
1: (laughs) And then you get that money back when you can't work anymore.
0: Hypothetically, yes.
1: Hypothetically. So his claim was, those who are disabled from work by age and invalidity have a well-grounded claim to care from the state, which was radical at the time, especially considering that uh, he was a conservative leader, right, Mm -hmm. which isn't you know, isn't renowned for social programs. Um, he was, His nickname was the
0: Iron Chancellor. Man, I wish I could have a nickname that talked about how like cool and hard ass I was. <laughs> it's like the Iron <laughs> Podcaster, I Can don't we know. we say
1: that on this show?
0: But like the Iron Podcaster I would take, or even just like the Thick Cardboard Podcaster, like Thick Cardboard with Rough Edges Podcaster.
1: So he seems like an unlikely candidate, right? Playing the space with me.
0: Hey, playing the space. What would you want to? What kind of, would you want to be? <laughs> playing like the space the, with me. the, the heavy you, what duty. What do you think this is? My brother, my brother, you and could me. be the heavy duty aluminum foil podcaster. <laughs> you could be like the four ply toilet paper podcaster. Real tough stuff over here.
1: Real tough stuff. Tough and soft.
0: Yeah, that's you. A soft and strong. You're you're a ten ply toilet paper, babe. <laughs> You got ripples and patterns. Hey, why did you tell our kids that I don't like patterned toilet paper?
1: Because you told me that at some point. Did I?
0: Yes. I don't remember this. Okay. We've been having having this fight for weeks. It's not even a fight for me now. It's more of a philosophical rumination. Because when you have kids, you try to teach them things, and it, it always goes in one ear and out the other. But there will be things that your kids are like, I've decided to latch onto this. It's so very t-. Like when you see vines crawling up a wall, and you're like, how are you <laughs> hanging onto that wall? That's my children with like, Daddy, why don't you like patterns on toilet paper? And I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't remember saying that. You told me at some point that you didn't like the embossed
1: toilet paper, that you didn't mind if it was like completely flat or if it had like ripples or whatever Sure I mean but I guess But you didn't like the embossed kind Oh
0: sometimes I say things like they're rock hard uh, opinions <laughs> that I have but it's really just a fleeting thought in that moment that I have no commitment to whatsoever
1: Well when I have two children in the cart with me at Kroger yeah. and I say which toilet paper should we get and they say the one with flowers and I go uh, I don't think that's the one that your dad likes and they go oh what
0: Yeah Meanwhile, they're like, I'm going to eat these toys. And you're like, what? <laughs> How come you can remember the thing about toilet paper? Okay. They don't eat toys anymore. Well. They're not codes. Well.
1: <laughs> okay. So, um, Bismarck, in fact, uh, suggested this social program um, because he was under immense pressure from his socialist opponents at the time. Immense right? pressure. Yes.
0: Because he's from Prussia. And oh, I, was like, I
1: got it. I got it. I'm in Um, And so he would do this to kind of like bolster the working class. Yeah, man. And make himself look good.
0: Yeah. that, right? Hey, you know who you really need on board if you want to win elections and stuff? The working class. Yeah.
1: So it would take eight years, but by the end of the 1880s, the German government would create a retirement system that provided benefits to citizens over the age of 70.
0: Oh man, 80s. I would not have guessed that early, but but but
1: the retirement age just so happened to align with the average life expectancy at the time. Sure, sure, sure. So even with these benefits, people usually continued to work until they died if they were able, right? Uh huh. And it's also worth noting. That the participation in the retirement system was mandatory, and contributions toward these retirement and disability benefits came from the employee, the employer, and the government, right? So just like our social security programs today, it's not free money.
0: No. It's just another thing America shares with 1880s Russia.
1: I suppose. Uh, Germany.
0: Pr- Prussia. Shit. Yeah, that one.
1: Yeah. Um. Then... The, the idea of a retirement started spreading, um, and the United States had already test-run this idea starting in the mid-1800s. Um, certain municipal employees, like firefighters and cops and teachers, began receiving public pensions, uh, but really only if you lived in a big city, right? It was a start, and so by 1875, the American Express Company began offering private pensions to their workers. And by the 1920s, uh, a variety of other industries like railroads and banking and other things were promising their workers something of the sort of retirement benefits once they aged out of their own workforce.
0: Okay. I can't wait to learn more about this because I feel like we're on the cusp of some exciting developments. But first, how about a word and a thank you for our sponsor. This week, we want to say thank you to Zola. Thank you for sponsoring the show, but also thank you for making the entire wedding experience from uh, nose to tail better.
1: <laughs> Toe to tip. Toe that's, to tip. You that's make it a wedding. easier. That's, tip, a wedding. That's, a wedding. that's a wedding. That's a wedding. That's
0: a wedding right there. Because you know what? When you attend a wedding, I was about to say sometimes you think it just happened, but I maybe if you've been living under a rock or you're a child. I don't think
1: that anybody these days thinks that any, even like a courthouse wedding, it just happens.
0: No. There's so much uh, stress, anxiety, and that's just in finding a partner let alone <laughs> um so zola is let a, alone
1: trapping them for eternity think
0: what what okay zola's free planning tools are there for you on all of the important days showing you where to start and help you plan every step of the way um zola also has venues and vendors save the dates and invites free wedding websites and an amazing registry all designed by wedding experts for couples like you I assume, listener, if you're worried about throwing a wedding, then there's at least more than one of you. Unless, I don't know, I heard this Pablo Nerudo poem recently about someone who threw a wedding for themselves, I believe it was, uh, and they married a mirror and everybody in attendance was like totally on board with it. Huh. Yeah. Anywho, that's off topic. The Zola community is your place to share, (laughs) celebrate, and vent with other engaged couples who know exactly what you're going through. And if you need expert help, there's Team Z, Zola's wedding advisors ready to answer any questions. So... From Just Engaged to The Only Thing Left to Do is Say I Do, Zola is here for all the days along the way. Just go to Zola.com slash Schmanners. That's Z-O-L-A dot com slash Schmanners. Since the dawn of time, man has dreamed of bringing life back from the dead. From Orpheus and Eurydice to Frankenstein's monster, resurrection has long been merely the stuff of myth, fiction, and fairy tale until now actually we still can't bring people back from the dead that would be crazy but the dead pilot society podcast has found a way to resurrect great dead comedy pilots from hollywood's finest writers every month dead pilot society brings you a reading of a comedy pilot that was sold and developed but never produced performed by the funniest actors from film and television how does dead pilot society achieve this miracle the answer can only be found at maximumfun.org. Hello, Dreamers. This is Evelyn Denton, CEO of the only world-class, fully immersive theme resort, Steeplechase. You know, I've been seeing more and more reports on the blogs that our beloved park simply isn't safe anymore. Murder them? I'm gonna wreck it. They say they got mugged by brigands in the fantasy kingdom of Ephemera or hijacked by space pirates in Infinitum. I mean, I could have a knife. My papa said that I needed to do a crime. Friends, I'm here to reassure you that it's all part of the show. These criminals were really just overzealous staff trying to make things a little more magical for our guests. We're just as safe as we've always been. This isn't a county fair, dreamers. This is Steeplechase. The Adventure Zone. Every Thursday at MaximumFun.org.
1: So, the thing about this, right, and I mentioned that at the time of its inception, 70 was considered the retirement age. Yes. But, but why? Again, why? One would hope that the age would be at, of an age where one could actually enjoy the benefits well, you would of hope one's that. retirement without staring Im- immortality in the face, right? Um, immortality or no, immortality? mortality? Mortality, Okay.
0: Either one of those is a bummer, though, <laughs> immortality seems like a good thing, but it would just read any story where someone becomes immortal, and they're always like, sigh, this is now incredibly boring.
1: So um, most pension programs uh, said age 65, uh, which had less to do with health and medical information and more to do with economics. Um, there was a little bit of research at the time documenting a mental decline around age 60. Um, and conventional wisdom at the time held that by sixty, a man had done his work and should step aside to let the younger generation take take hold.
0: Unless they're a podcaster, at which point it's forty um, <laughs> max. Max after that, well, because the mental decline, the mental decline, you are just not as good. And especially in esports, it's twenty five. At twenty five, you are over the hill. Uh, YouTube, I believe, it's thirty one. You are over the hill. It's rough. Rough stuff out here for content creators.
1: Eventually, the United States agreed on 65, um, and the Social Security Act was passed in 1935, listing 65 as the official retirement age. Um Which, again, is interesting because at the time, 58 years old was considered the American man life expectancy.
0: Yeah, but they've talked about it on Sawbones. I think we've talked about it here, too, where when you're talking about average life expectancy.
1: Right. Infant mortality definitely factors in. Um, But, again, retirement kind of implies that you have a little while to enjoy the fruits of your labor, right, instead of continuing to
0: toil. But I, I mean, as a person who likes their job, I would also see where someone would be like, "I don't want. I would rather not retire. Thank you very much. I enjoy my job. I don't know. I see it both ways. That I don't think anyone should have to work longer than they uh, need to to make mm-hmm. enough money to live. But I also think that no one should be forced out of their job due to age because that's also not cool.
1: Okay, all right. I mean, I'm just I saying. I, please
0: don't fire me because I'm about to turn forty. <laughs> I'm really worried.
1: I am not in charge of hiring, so you're safe that with wasn't me.
0: a no that wasn't that was like hey it's not my I don't know what to tell you man not my job
1: I wouldn't want to replace you so
0: thank you I think yeah once again not as emphatic as i would have <laughs> liked. i would never replace i don't want to currently replace you <laughs> I, I don't
1: I don't know where to go from here okay. um but so the idea I think of throwing a party. Um, is any excuse to throw a party mm-hmm. um and so now it is commonplace that when people retire, even if they move on to a second career, another job, grocery bagging at the at the grocery store, any of that right? whether or not they continue to earn money is irrelevant when once you leave a job, it is customary these days to have a retirement party okay um like we said. We've been to both both my parents' retirement parties.
0: My dad retired, but it was not it like was a, a fun retirement. Yeah,
1: it was a very quiet thing. King,
0: he got pushed out of his job by uh, some hire. Well, it, it, yeah, just a slow conglomerate. Buying up radio stations and everything, and bad contracts offered and everything, and then he was like, "You know what? I get supported so well by Max Fun listeners doing a uh, Max Fun drive and the Adventure Zone. I don't need to work a job where I'm not appreciated anymore. That doesn't make me happy. That's stressful." And he was able to retire, quit. I guess would be yeah. the way to look at it, um, yeah. and just come work on Adventure Zone full time, which is one of the reasons the graphic novels exist. Uh, so, thank you, Max Fun listeners.
1: Um. And then at my mom's retirement, it was a bunch of teachers that retired at the same time. Her, uh, uh, Let's see. It was herself and a couple of other substitute teachers, but also one of my teachers that I had when I was younger who was still working but also retired at her retirement party. It was wild um, because I didn't – I've talked about this before. I didn't know what to call her. Do you call them by their last name? Because they were you your teachers. Bow deeply, <laughs> or do you, or do you, you call them by their first name? Because you're, I'm high up here. I would my have teacher to think now. If I don't you know.
0: have reached retirement age as a teacher, you're probably more used to answering to your last name with some kind of like suffix or thing before it than you are answering to your first name, right? You would spend eight hours a day, five days a week, being called like Mrs. McElroy.
1: She doesn't listen to this, so. My, How do my, you know? I mean, because my teacher, Mrs. Burnett, I was like, I don't know, Mrs. Burnett, and her. You can na- say, "Hey, teach." Her name. High right? Her name is Celine, <gasps> and I was like, "There's no way I can call someone Celine. I don't deserve it."
0: <laughs> wow, I think that's a, there's a lot to dive into. There's there, a lot babe. to dive
1: into. Anyway, uh, what did we give my mom for her retirement?
0: Uh, grandkids.
1: Oh no,
0: that's I right. don't. I don't
1: know. No, I think that we gave her a very heartfelt card.
0: Um, we gave her something,
1: and
0: I, it was like a gift certificate and a know. gift
1: certificate. No, it was? was. It was like a spa day
0: gift certificate. Yes, yes. Okay. and a
1: spa day gift certificate. Which, in many ways,
0: better than a clock.
1: I, I think so too. Yeah. I think we really did,
0: did a better job with her. Um, clock feels more appropriate, <laughs> but. Only on the surface. Only on the surface. Okay, so if you Give are... Give me a wacky clock that like spins backwards and says it's five o'clock somewhere on it. That's a fitting retirement party.
1: I mean, there, there is there is a, a place for that, I think. Um, if you are throwing or attending a retirement party... Do try and figure out the dress code, right? Because a lot of these parties are often thrown at work, right? Yeah. And if you work in an office space, um, normally you would just wear clothes that you would normally wear to an office. But if it's a more casual thing, like my mom's took place at a at a brewery. a brewery.
0: But your dad's was like a fancy restaurant. It's, yep. just, it's the vibe. Yeah, Right.
1: So figure that out. Um, and because, you know, it'll probably be pretty obvious on the invitation where it takes place and what you should wear. But it still goes to show that you should not show up at the party ready to talk smack about your work or the retiring coworker, right? Because it is it's not within the culture of leaving work to like raz the person leaving, right? Thank gosh you're leaving, that kind of stuff, right? I mean,
0: unless once again it's specifically like we're doing a roast of old Tom or whatever. Like, right,
1: but that's a specific thing. Yeah. Don't assume that just because Tom is retiring that you get to roast him. Yes. Or that you get to roast your boss. Right. Um, and that is something that you can ask the person retiring if that's hey, something there, that they would I, like. Can I make fun of you? <laughs> Maybe they have an idea in their mind of, of what they would prefer if they want it at a fancy restaurant, if they want it in somebody's backyard, if they want it at the office. You know, If they want
0: to be belittled.
1: At 4 o'clock on a Friday and they'd just rather walk in, out into the sunset and never talk to anybody ever again. Um, and try not to use it as a time to network because it's not the time, right? We are celebrating a person and their contributions, Uh, And so, you know, find another time to rub elbows and hobnob with the boss. And a retirement gift is... uh,
0: Appropriate. Encouraged. Is customary. customary. We got
1: there. Oh, no. Maybe it's me.
0: It's me? (laughs) Hi.
1: Okay. Um, So if you, like we said... You could tailor it to the person leaving or if you want to do like a group gift, getting together with the rest of your coworkers for that. Um, we gave my mom the the spa day gift card, but you could easily distribute that expense amongst the coworkers.
0: I would say that the thing, if it is a professional gift, like the office got together and got you this or the business got together and got you this, right? Mm-hmm. I think if that's the case, it needs to be a reflective of that level, uh, where it is like a really nice watch with engraved backing or something, right? Right. I don't think it should be like, "Hey, you've been working here, you know, for you worked here for forty five years. It's a two hundred person company. We all chipped in and got you this twenty five dollar gas card." For like, that's yeah. not yeah quite up to the level of like what that moment feels like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think that you want to think of it in terms of like, does this reflect? How much we appreciate, you know, sometimes decades of work that this person put into this company.
1: Which means that also if it's a very small office, like maybe there's four or five of you, sometimes just a really heartfelt card signed by everyone right. would be enough. Right, or like a group
0: photo if you have one of those. Something, because I think the two ways you can go is like, oh my God, this is so nice. Or inter- sentimental. Or this is so thoughtful, right? Right, yeah.
1: exactly. Um, so... Also, make sure that everyone from the workplace is invited. Obviously, they don't have to show up, even if it's, if it's like after hours, if it's some, from somewhere else. But yeah. you don't want to single out someone by leaving them out because that only makes the rest of the the office time together awkward, right?
0: Here's a good, okay, thinking of gifts, right? You could get them like a $1,000 watch, right? Okay, great. Cool. Maybe they love that. I don't know. But if it's like, oh, this guy loves fishing. We know during his retirement he's going to go fishing. Great and idea. And so you got him, like, a really nice, like, $75 tackle box or something. It's like, yeah, that's going to probably mean more to him mm-hmm. than a $1,000 watch. Whatever, right? So I think that that is more the goal than just, like, we spend a ton of money on this. And whenever you think about gifts, the more it can be specific to the person, the better.
1: Right. It is also customary. Uh, for a speech to be given. That said,
0: I would love a $1,000 watch when I retire I from podcasting. I'm just saying, I'm, oh. I'm a material girl.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is customary for a speech to be given either by the retiree or by someone who is very who worked very closely with them, kind of like a toast, yeah. right? But if you are retiring- Not a roast. Not a roast. If you are retiring and you would like to give that speech, you're, you're more than welcome to let the people- who, uh, who you've worked with. Let them know how special your time has been there.
0: And if you want to use that time to tell everybody off, wait till after you get the watch. Get the watch first and then go on a tirade and then say peace out, throw the microphone it's, on the ground, <laughs> walk into the sunset and never talk to anybody again.
1: That's your prerogative, but it's not Do it after it. you
0: get the watch. I can't stress this enough.
1: It's not mannerly to sure. uh, hey. to brag about how happy you'll be. once. I didn't say long. brag.
0: It's not about brag about happy. It's just like I didn't. I never said forty-five years. I never said this. You all can take a hike, and then you say, "Now I'm going to go take a hike," but really, because I'm retired. Bye.
1: And uh, this is an event that one would want to send thank you notes for.
0: Um, Hard to do that after the speech I just gave. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Okay.
1: Uh, if it is a group gift, a group thank you. Um, address to the office is perfectly acceptable.
0: Yeah, with a picture of you sipping my Tais on the beach <laughs> while they're working. I suppose. So that, let's retire from this episode. Okay. But not the show, please. Not the no, show. We're we're no, not,
1: we're not retiring.
0: We're still doing the show, please. Don't. Please, please don't. We
1: have to feed our children. Please.
0: Um, but we don't have to feed you. I don't know what that means. I'm so sorry, <laughs> everyone. I'm looking for the copy that I'm supposed to read And I I panicked, and I said that we don't have to feed you, and I'm sorry. Uh, But uh, our graphic novel, the Adventure Zone graphic novel, uh, book five, the 11th hour, came out on uh, Tuesday. It's available now. Uh, It's called The 11th Hour. You can go uh, get it wherever fine books are sold, and please, please get it. Please, it's very good. I think you'll really like it. It's our best one yet. And if you don't have the other four, buy those two. Buy a lot of copies of them. They're really good.
1: Give them out as gifts to people retiring. Oh. Now they have time to read graphic novels. I love it. Hey,
0: you know how you've always been a nerd, but you haven't had time? Enjoy, (laughs) Dad. Um, also go check out all the merch at McElroyMerch.com we got our Twenty and c sticker designed by Lucas Hespenhide. we've got the That Space Baby sticker designed by Cedric Wolf. and 10% of all merch proceeds this month uh, go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness so go check all that out at macroymerch.com. of course we always say thank you to our researcher, Alex, without whom we would not be able to make the show. Thank you to our editor, Rachel, without whom we would not be able to make this show. And thank you to you for listening. You know what? We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah. What else, Teresa?
1: Well, we want to thank Brent Black for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Thank you to Bruja Betty Pinup Photography for the cover picture of our fan run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. If you love to get and give excellent advice from other fans. Go ahead and join that group today. Um, as always, we are taking topic submissions. We are taking questions. We are taking idioms even. Please, oh, we haven't done one of those in a while. Not a while, you're right. Uh, send those to schmannerscast at gmail.com and say hi to Alex because she reads every one.
0: And that's going to do it for us, so join us again next week.
1: No RSVP required.
0: You've been listening to Schmanners.
1: Manners, Schmanners. Get it.